that reality comes to us again in the context of, of the catechism, which puts the law in the third third part of the catechism. So it's, it's not just, yeah, do not use the name of God wrongly, incorrectly, but even as it says in, in the question and answer on the handout there, where it talks about, yeah, definitely do not use the name wrongly, but it adds, we should use the holy name of God. We should use it. We should use it with reverence and awe. We should properly confess God, pray to God, and glorify God. So, so the, the emphasis moves from warning us not to abuse the name, but to use it, to use it rightly, truly. We have permission to honor the name. So that, that sense flows out of the gratitude that we feel. For the God that we name, we say, God, God saved me, a, a sinner. Then I'm, I'm using the name of God properly. Then I give glory to God. My God, through Jesus, saved me. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. And to declare that name, the saving work of God, is all in the background of, of when the, the catechism puts that emphasis forward, honoring God because of what he has done. In response to what he has done, then we do things that honor his name. We say things that honor his name. And, and we should do that. And we need to do that more. Instead of just worried, oh, I better not misuse God's name. No, how can I use it? How can I say good, glorifying things about my God? So that's really the challenge before us, giving us permission to live in a way that, that our whole life, what we do and what we say, thankfully honors and glorifies the name of Jesus who deserves all honor and praise. Just beginning to think about that, it's, it's sometimes we think, yeah, how do you honor a name? How do you honor someone's name? But, but we do. We know how to do that. So the example, too, Terry Fox. The name Terry Fox is honored among us. And so for his heroic fight against cancer in his personal life, in his efforts to run across Canada, his efforts are honored. And so, so we plan to be making our way east again this summer, and as we go east, we're going to be going past Thunder Bay, down to Trans-Canada Highway, and there's going to be a big sign. And on it, it's going to say, the Terry Fox Courage Highway. Wow, I don't have a highway. <laughs> the Mike Van Dyke Highway. You know, the Terry Fox Courage Highway. Wow, yes, I feel too. That's, that's appropriate, excellent. I like to be there. I like to drive that highway. Terry Fox, wow. And there's a big statue of him. And then you, you pull into the rest area. Have you been there? Have any of you? It's, it's uh, worth, you stop there. <laughs> you, stop, you stop there. 
and you go in and you look and there's a history of his efforts and honor. He is honored there. And people going back and forth, they are struck again. By way. And if you, if you go to some, uh, one of these runs to raise funds for cancer, it's not, it's not a run to raise funds for cancer run. It's a Terry Fox run. And everybody knows right away what it is. And everybody gives. And so the sense of honor, the sense of place is there as honoring of what he has done. And I think we also would, would ask the sense of trickle-down kind of effect. The money that's been raised through his efforts has advanced the cause of cancer research so that even people here in our church have benefited from his efforts because they've had cancer or, or they've had suspicions, they've had it addressed and, and treated, and it's, it's part of what he did that benefits. So people speak with respect, they speak with humble admiration and thanks, when they think and speak about Terry Fox. They don't go about saying, oh, he was a fake, he was a phony, why did he do that? They, they don't start to talk about that. Ah, Terry Fox, forget that. Oh, the runs, why do that? They don't, they don't talk about that. They, they honor him in what they do and in what they say. Another example is... Uh, the death of Jim Flaherty just recently, did you notice that captured the attention, right? And, and within the, the political circles, generally, they, they beat each other up pretty good. And so you'd hear at times before his death, some people, oh, Mr. Flaherty, he wasn't getting it right or whatever. And there was a lot of, yeah, back and forth. But when, when they remembered him in his death, right? Boy, there was honor. There was, yes, he had guided our nation through a difficult time. He was a public servant, indeed, with the sense of a servant heart. And, and honor was given where honor was due. And his name was, was held in high regard. So, so we know what it is to honor someone and to, to honor things, uh, honor people and, and for specific things and achievements. There's also, um, just remembering back uh, in, in reflecting on this, it did strike me, uh, it was a number of years ago when, when Brian Mulrooney was challenged by Mr. Shriver in terms of Mulrooney's record and there was a, uh, a bit of a scandal, the Airbus scandal. And, but Mulrooney fought to maintain the honor of his name. He, he took the government to court and he did everything he could. You think, yeah, what is that? Yeah, there is a sense of, of honor that he is seeking and there is a sense of, yeah, to have that honor of the name and not to have that name dishonored to dishonor the name 
is to is to bring bring the person right down and and instead of instead of a name that you you honor it becomes a name of dishonor and so his his effort to maintain that honor quite striking in the sense of of what is it to to have a good name and to to honor the name this afternoon we confess that the name of Jesus the name of God deserves all honor and praise i mean there's no no doubt about that god god as creator god as savior that is what deserves all honor and praise far above terry fox anyone here what god has done is so above all it's striking it is totally worthy then then you wonder though if if i'm asked to offer a prayer in in a public uh, setting then i i'll be asked to do that but i'll be asked very intentionally do not mention the name of jesus that's kind of how it goes now you can you can maybe open at, at, at a public event, uh, but don't mention the name of Jesus because it's, it's problematic. It's not great. It's, it's intolerant. And so instead of the greatness of the name in our culture, you better be careful when you say that name. Or the controversy around Christmas in terms of Jesus the Christ, the center of Christmas, and, and all the discussion, yeah, a holiday, that you take the name away. And you can refer to a, a general, generic kind of God, but don't get really specific about the God of the Bible or Jesus. That's not. Because that name is is not honored so those are the realities that we also face in terms of honoring god's name and yet and yet in a culture that doesn't anymore so that's a real challenge that's coming then back to heidelberg catechism where it speaks about uh in question and answer 99 how do we then use the holy name of God? We should use the holy name of God more. We should, we should seek to honor him in, in clear and upbuilding and encouraging ways. So that, that is the challenge for us. Honor him for all he has done and all he continues to do. Now, if you look at the, the biblical uh, record of how God's name was honored. Uh, it begins in Exodus 3 where God gives his name to Moses. And when God does that, he gives him the name, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And that's the name Jehovah, Yahweh, Jehovah God. And that's the name that Moses takes to, to speak against Pharaoh. In the name of God. 
And that's a powerful name that delivers the people from Egypt. But then the people of Israel developed a thinking about that, that name Jehovah, and they wouldn't use it. Apart from official ceremonial times, but generally in talking and discussing it, they wouldn't use the name. They would not say the word Jehovah. And part of that was, it's so holy, it's so great, you can't even take it on your sinful lips. And so that was, uh, was a deep reverence. It wasn't to, in any sense, offensive, but it, it took the shape of not saying that name. And then instead, they would use the word Adonai, which means Lord as an honoring thing. We get it a little bit when you uh, are writing, and if you see how people have written, sometimes people write about, uh, you know, we trusted in God, and he was faithful to us. And so the word God is capitalized, absolutely. And then the pronoun, he, we trusted in God, uh, for he was faithful to us. And they capitalize the H in he or him. And that's, again, a sign of trying to, trying to honor the name, trying to set it apart, trying to have it stand out. And so that's the kind of initial thinking that, that developed through the, uh, the, the initial presentation of the name in Exodus and worked out in, in the Hebrew, uh, in the Jewish people. Then in Exodus 20, verse 7, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. This ties most closely to what happened when, when people swore oath. And so in a, in a culture where there weren't lawyers and, and all of that stuff, but people would swear an oath, and they would swear saying, what I'm telling you is true, or, or I'm selling this land to you, and and this is what it is, and I truly own it. And they would swear an oath on the name of God. God, help me. This is true, what I'm saying to you. And so there was that sense of, of don't misuse the name of the Lord. Don't swear an oath like that. Make a pledge like that because it's legally binding. And, and then break that pledge or that oath. It's as if you say, God, punish me if I'm lying or if I break my oath. So you, you raise the whole seriousness to the level of, it's not just between us, but before God, I, I pledge to do what I have said and that I'm honest and true. The name of God gave that sense of certainty of the truth in, in human interactions where it was often hard to trust people. I experienced that uh, in a little, a little different way. It's still, uh, it's still interesting how this, this goes on, but how do you trust people? Eh? How do you trust them? I was, I was uh, wanting to purchase just, just a little bird carving that, uh, that I found, and I'd wanted to purchase that already for some time, and then I, I found it through Kijiji in Quebec. Do some of you buy stuff on Kijiji? It happens, right? There's stuff. But when you buy and sell stuff on Kijiji, you're supposed to come face-to-face -face with the person and they pay cash. 
and then you give them the item, right? But this item was in Quebec. And so, yeah, I contacted the person. We went back and forth a little bit about how we might be able to work something out. And then he said, I'm a Christian. I thought, wow, that's interesting. I'm a Christian. So then we talked back and forth. And who sends something first, right? <laughs> so I said, I'm a pastor. I'm a person of faith. <laughs> I will send you the money first. And once you get it, then you send me the item. And so I sent the money. Thing, uh, maybe I'm just making a donation to a person in Christ. <laughs> Who knows? There is no, no sense of, I can't do anything to him. He can't. It's just gone, right? But sure enough, two weeks later, there was the box in the mail. And I felt better just doing it. I don't do that with anybody. But because he said, I'm a Christian, it, it moved into the realm of, okay, God judge. <laughs> if I'm lying or not. And so, yeah, on a much, much more serious scale, much bigger scale, that's, that's the sense of do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Speak the truth. And so it, it talks about perjury. Uh, uh, it mentions oath and people who, who take the name of God in, in a way that, that in, in the sense of just just honoring God in how we act and how we deal with things and how we deal with each other, that, that we always seek to do what is right and good and honor his name in our life, in our speech. So that, that reality, trying to keep working that out, is, is a challenge for us. And then finally, Leviticus 24 where you have this foreigner, this Egyptian, someone who's not a Christian, someone who doesn't know God, someone who's, who's completely outside the faith. And yet, there is a bit of a sense of grace here. This Israelite person in Leviticus 24 has married an Egyptian, and, and there is some sense of grace. But then the child, the son in a fight, uh, misuses the name of God. And it was, it was in the Egyptian culture, uh, one of the notes in relation to this is, in the Egyptian culture, with the gods of Egypt, if you called on one of those gods, there were different gods of the Nile and this and that, and if, if one of those gods that you called on didn't actually do what you wanted to do, you could curse them. You could just turn around and curse that god. So there was a sense there where, yeah, it was out of that tradition that this person who had an Egyptian background may have felt they could, yeah, curse also the God of Israel. There's also the sense from when David fights Goliath, and Goliath curses the God of Israel. And so that was done more, that there was a sense of you cursed the God of of those you disliked. So this person spoke with deliberate disrespect 
of the true God of Israel in a public way. And that, that public act resulted in the person being judged and stoned to death. Now, it seems very harsh. The picture is, is the overall high holiness of God. And so that it ties in even like the story in, in Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira, where they lie about the funds they're giving to God, and they are also judged. The picture is, is in the context of the first command, God is the true God, the second command, worthy of all worship and praise, and now this God whom we love and know and honor, then also especially his name, representing all who he is, his name is also sacred. And so that, that sense of God calling then judgment on these people ties in to Acts chapter 4. Why is the name so, so vital? And in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, Peter says, there is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. So if you deny the name of God, then you are denying the saving work of God, and then, then you will die, both physically and eternally. And so there's a sense of the seriousness, the sense of, of the overall saving work of God, which is what his name represents, that he is the God who enters into this sinful world and save sinful people who put their trust in him, who honor his name. And so ridiculing the name of God is a denial of all that saving grace, love, and that consequence is then death and eternal death. So that, that sense of, of the importance, the seriousness of honoring the name is highlighted there in Leviticus 24. When we know about salvation in Jesus, the greatest work ever done, then we are also then called to speak about it, to save those who might deny it. And so the, the final sense of, of what is, is being uh, referred to here is that, that we should use the name of God with reverence and awe, that we should confess and glorify God so that people come to know that name and believe and honor. So how do we do that? How do we honor the name of God? We do so in our actions and words. And in our actions has the sense of, of gathering and worship. Absolutely. It's what we do. We come together because God is our God. And we want to worship him, honor his name. And so taking that sense of, of Philippians 2.10, we, we have the sense of his name being above all else and, and gathering as a church and worshiping him on the Sunday takes priority and that kind of action speaks to a world that, that wonders, why do you do that? But it's honoring the name of God. And then when we do things like helping the needy, when we go out to do that in the name of Jesus, then that's 
again, honoring, serving. When we support ministry, local ministry and classes and denominational and, and worldwide ministries, why are you doing that? Because we honor the name of God and we see him at work in the world. So our living out our faith is, is a sense in our actions of faith and, and those those more worshipful kinds of things that we live out our faith. That's a rich part of how we honor God's name. Finally, the sense of how we speak our words. Definitely not misusing the name of God. So all swearing and cursing, yeah, that has to go. But then to use the name of God with honor and with respect. Colossians 3.17 says, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So that when, when you are out during the day, that you, you have a sense of, of God with you, and that, that you have a sense of God is, is part of what I'm doing, and to actually say it, to go about it. One of the people who was uh, especially good at this, if you knew Albert DeWall, Albert did this always. <laughs> he very, very much, very deliberately, very naturally, everything came back to God and to Jesus everywhere he was, right? It was beautiful. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't, wasn't yeah, it was simply there. And... And that, but yeah, he had learned that over the years, and he just brought that forward where he went. But that we would try to grow in that sense of, of just in everything we do. When we, when we are, are definitely beginning our day, ending our day, a personal time, but then during the day, just as, as things unfold at work, and to say, isn't God good? To us here at work. I think, well, <laughs> what are others going to think when you say that? Yeah. Well, they're going to know that God is here with you. And so those kind of things, thinking and saying and, and taking opportunity to engage just your life and the life of those around you with a sense of, yeah, God is here with kids, uh, with uh, relatives, with friends, with neighbors, just to, just to say it. Yeah, with Stephen's graduation, too, we, we gave thanks, of course, for that, and it was a Christian context, so that's very nice. But then you continue to build on that, right, to highlight that with the friends, with those around. God is good. God is working. God is with us. That sense of God's presence, to speak of the wonder of his love and to express it with confidence and joy. Let's pray together.